Hello, I'm Alison Hurd, welcoming you to World Music Matters with the award-winning Franco-Nigerian soprano, Omo Bello. Here she is, singing from Bizet's Vasco de Gama at the Opera Lyrique in Paris. trained and found success here in France, but she's also keen to develop classical music back home in Nigeria. On a trip back to Lagos in 2017, she performed Puccini's O Mio Babino Caro. She gave us a taste of that when I caught up with her recently in the leafy Paris suburbs. the voice the voice instrument is that it's a responsibility that you carry with you always legend has it that a famous singer uh, said at her retirement now I can throw away the scarf you know because for her you know the scarf was a symbol of protecting the voice always from wind from snow from the cold from changes in temperature air conditioning you know things that are associated with um, living life you know so that means I, I don't know if five minutes can go by without me thinking about the voice It's not just the vocal, you know, apparatus that's the instrument, it's the entire body. So that means that, um, unfortunately, we cannot just pack up the instrument and put it in the closet. You have to take it all the time with you. <laughs> and so for us, it's quite a, there are constraints. We met back in January 2014. It was just after you'd released your first album yes. of Mahler's Lieder, Deskenaben Wunderhorn. Exactly. You were also nominated for a Victoire de la Musique, yes. a Classical Music Award. You won first place at the Paris International Opera Competition. Absolutely. And you spoke about your story of becoming a proper opera singer, coming from Nigeria, scholarship to go to Conservatoire here in Paris, making your first album. You described it as a fairy tale. Here we are now, 2019. What's happened? How's it been? A lot has happened. Well, that's five good years. My God, how time flies. Um, there were the role debuts, especially Mozart roles and French opera. 
um, on opera stages. So I, I did a tour called The Rising Stars. And so I went around Europe, uh, 16 cities to be precise, singing. I also uh, took out time for family. You know, I had my first child. The thing about this uh, field, this um, career, is that there's no uh, guide as to how it's going to go. For us, it's crazy. So I cannot say that, you know, five years ago I could imagine myself right here, but I'm, I'm happy with the way, um, you know, it all went. the challenges of being a young female foreign opera singer here in France? Uh, in all fairness, uh, so far I can say that for France it's an open market. So you have lots of um, Americans working here, Eastern Europeans, even Asians. Um, so that means for me I didn't get any um, feelings like uh, I was all of a sudden uh, trying to fight against uh, a whole nationalistic tendency towards, you know, getting jobs here. So that being said, uh, it took a lot to be able to come here alone, not speaking the language. It was a huge challenge, but I didn't realize while climbing um, because I was, you know, carried by this huge um, need to sing, need to, to make music and passion. It was down the line I realized, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> how did that happen? French. Now I have my network. I, you know, I went to the conservatoire, so I built a network. I built, you know, this, shall we say, got into the system in quotes. So for me today, I, I don't have those sentiments of feeling like a foreigner in quotes anymore. I just looking back that I realized, you know, how much of an effort it takes to break into the field. Do you think color has played any role in the way that your career has evolved? Coming here, I didn't have any uh, afterthought about color. <laughs> I'm from Nigeria. You're a bit colorblind. So, completely. 200 million people uh, in my home country, Nigeria. Um, shall we say 99%, you know, black. Uh, so getting here, for me, the first thing was realizing, oh my goodness, I'm a really, 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 uh, you know, tiny minority in the field. But on the other hand, I was colorblind. I am. Well, more and more you get to realize, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, the world around us makes you more you know, aware, especially when you're a minority in a country where you are. But um, I want to, and I try very hard to keep that naivete, because if not, it makes things too hard. 
to express the beauty, the joy, the love that you feel when you want to make music. For example, if I'm singing in a, in a concert hall, most of the time I might be the only <laughs> black person that's including the, the entire choir, the entire orchestra, and the entire hall. Huh? <laughs> so, I mean, you, you can choose to look, oh dear Lord, this is terrible. There should be more color equality. I personally choose to not see. I just see human beings. I see people making music. I see um, people loving to make music. When I went back to Nigeria and I had the opposite, where people were telling me, oh my goodness, you're singing uh, European, Western music, white people's music. I said, no, absolutely not. I'm singing music. Music is music. Obviously, culturally, it comes from somewhere else, but that doesn't mean that it cannot be appreciated anywhere. Music has no boundaries, has no frontiers, color, or creed, or religion. So it's a reality that works both ways, in my home country and here. <laughs> bit more about Nigeria because yeah. you went back in 2017 and gave a concert at mm. Musson yes. based in Lagos. Um, how were you received? Yes, so it's, um, <laughs> it's the Musical Society of Nigeria. I wasn't expecting <laughs> the um, reception in terms of the awareness of people of, of what I do, of who I am. And because as I said, you know, opera, obviously, is not well known in Nigeria. That's the center that we have for music classical music and that's it. But so what how I, had they heard about you then? What I realized was that a, a huge community growing very quickly of, of classical music lovers were formed on, online through the social media and many of them got to know me on YouTube, Facebook, etc. And what's even more amazing is the fact that I had lots of people coming to me with you know, emotional um, stories of how they encountered classical music. And it's, it's funny how people have this a priori about how it, what it is, oh, burial burial music, uh, sober, uh, boring music, and then, and then they listen to it and they realize, oh my God, emotion, lots of emotions, and those emotions just, they connect without understanding why. So yes, I met lots of people who, who knew me and, and I realized that, oh my, I'm actually sort of a, a model, a role model uh, to these people uh, to be able to aspire to do things that seem impossible, to do things that break boundaries. That sort of um, fired a lot in me. I started a foundation there, the Omo Bello Music Foundation, because I, I realized that this growing community needs to be catered for, to be nourished, to be developed. The mission is to discover, develop, and eventually promote the musical talents in children. All kinds of music or with a focus on opera? Focus on classical music, classical music being the base, but not only. So we, we uh, want the children to have a fighting chance if they choose to have you know, music as careers. And also, and also to build hope, because for us it has to be all children, privileged and less privileged especially, to literally engage them. Because um, for now you have endeavors in that regard, but with sports. But I believe music can be a very important and useful tool in engaging um, children, taking them off the streets, giving them hope and giving them a sort of direction to channel all that energy. Mm -hmm. 
big, important musical culture in Nigeria. We talk a lot about Afrobeats. But there's also a big gospel tradition. People yes. sing a lot. It's Absolutely. in the culture. Absolutely. So what is the thing that's missing? How do you think we can build on that mm. to then build potentially a new generation mm. of classical musicians, of opera singers mm. in Nigeria? I think what's missing is the structure formal institutions where people can be guided in their musical um, journeys. That means um, music educational institutions, music performance institutions, even physical structures, buildings, to make music. We need concert halls, we need an opera house, we need a theater, a conservatoire in, in Nigeria. There's a lot of music going on, but it's all over the place. And it needs to be channeled, it needs to be honed in a proper way to sort of make it, shall we say, a more serious, <laughs> in quotes, field. Um, for now, musicians are just like uh, doing it, <laughs> doing it in church, uh, in, the, in the corner, in some jazz club. But yeah, they don't have that possibility to really uh, become the professionals, if I may say so, that they deserve to be. So you feel that the desire is there? Oh, yes. The passion, the desire, the energy, the time, because lots of these children need uh, to be able to focus all that time energy that you know they spend on the streets and a huge amount of uh, positivity wanting to make something of themselves the energy for god's sake in lagos i've never found anywhere else in the world so i i feel like if this can be channeled in a proper way it can yield such unbelievably huge um results and then you'll have competition <laughs> and then i'll have competition with all pleasure thank you Omobello. thank you very much